Welcome back to the What's the 313 podcast. Uh, I'm so happy to know that you guys are enjoying each episode. My last episode was titled, uh, Put That Work In. And on the heels of that episode, this one I felt was necessary uh, following all the comments and remarks and uh, compliments I get regarding uh, the way I raised my son, the way my son is well-mannered and behaved, and um, just my patience with him. So I thought it was necessary to title this episode, Look Up Child. Uh, When I prayed and thought about what my next episode should be, and when I prayed and, you know, was seeking wisdom on what the content following Put That Work In should be, I heard, look up, child. And it just so happens that I have a video in my phone of my son uh, worshiping and dancing and just enjoying the melodies of Look Up Chow performed by uh, New Orleans native Lauren Daigle. Uh, if you've heard the song, it has like a little reggae kind of still drum rhythm to it. It's very catchy. It's very groovy. And um, it just puts you in that place of, you know, surrendering everything you thought you knew and looking up to God to... uh provide everything you need from the heavens and from the hills. So without further ado, we're going to jump right into this new episode titled Look Up Chow. In scripture, Proverbs 22 and 6 says, train up a child in the way he should go teaching him to seek God's wisdom and will for his abilities and talents. Even when he is old, he will not depart from it. Now, scripture instructs us to point out our kids in the right direction, and when they are old, they will not be lost. For me, that has been uh, my method of parenting. You know, having not experienced growing up in a strong foundation of Christ and spending most of Instead, spending most of my childhood rebelling, healing, hurting, scarred, wounded, seeking validity, love, and ultimately lost in confusion of my very being. Learning of my pregnancy with baby, I knew and vowed to be the parent the younger me needed. The parent God will use to break the chains of generational curses. I prayed, cried, prayed some more in just hopes and expectation. Uh, that God would choose me and make me the one. I knew if my faith believed he would use me to bring this gift into the world, I would unlearn everything I once thought was parenting. I remember one day I was in uh, New York visiting my family. And uh, while I was in my mom's room with my sister, my mom, and my son, uh, I did something or said something to my son that sparked my sister's reaction uh, being verbatim. Uh, I wish I had a mom like that growing up or that's the kind of mom I would want to be. And in that moment, I wanted to jump up and shout and cry and praise God. 
because I knew that was the start of something new. I knew that God was answering my prayer in that very moment. But being the thoughtful, selfless person that I am, I considered my mom's feelings and held it in. Um, And I just knew that from that moment on, I couldn't, you know, raise my son the way I saw, you know, people before me, people close to me raise their children, or even the way, uh, you know, the environment I come from uh, chooses to raise their children. I knew I had to break the mold in order to be the new mold. And um, with each moment and each experience and each temper tantrum that I, uh, you know, get through with my son, I continue to look up to God and hopes that he will give me godly wisdom, that he will come down and show me, you know, firsthand all I need to do to be the woman and the mom that he needs me to be. Um, for me, like I said, it's, it's a big deal to not only be an example for my son and train him up the way that he should go so that as he, as he matures in both age and his faith, that he will be a God fearing man of God, a leader, a strong will, uh, a strong will man that will stand firm in his beliefs and his Christian beliefs in his uh in his relationship with Christ and ultimately he will you know he would have a legacy um that honors God and all that God has done in his life and all that God has done in my life to get him to where he will be in his life Um, Like I said, I didn't grow up in church and, um, you know, I'm learning as he's learning. So it's important. It's imperative for me to, you know, do things that are right. I don't want to be that mom that's like, you know, I'm cursing in front of him or I'm, you know, doing inappropriate things in front of him and then I have to bring correction. Hey, don't do that. You know, I'm using godly wisdom. I'm using careful judgment and just knowledge of, you know, what I don't want to see in him. I try so hard to the best of my ability not to allow him to see it in me. And I think a lot of that, how many of you feel like, you know, man, I, you know, I'm cursing a lot. I need to work on cursing. And then like you're correcting your child because your child is like, you know, oh, sugar, honey, iced tea. And you're like, don't say that. You know, I'm, It's important for me. It's important for me. You know, I didn't set myself apart. God, excuse me, God didn't set me apart and have me all the way out here, you know, miles away from our family to raise him on my own and then try to raise him in my own strength. Like it is by the grace of God, by the strength of God, by the joy of God that I'm able to get up every day and handle the responsibility of raising this child um, according to God's will, you know, I, I pray with him. We worship together. We, you know, when we're in the car, we're singing songs together of worship. He loves to hear worship music loud. And, um, you know, I know that, you know, in everything that I do for him, I'm glorifying God. I'm giving God the honor and I'm giving God the privilege to say, 
she like she's doing she's doing what I called her to do. I feel that I'm in my element when I'm raising my son or when I'm dealing with my son, when I'm bringing correction to him, I feel as though I'm doing what God would have me to do. And it's so important for me to continue to kill my flesh daily, you know, to unlearn the things that I've done for so long, to to not, you know, to break that habit and not bring it to my son's um my son's development not bring into you know the way that I'm raising my son and for me I just don't know if uh another way is possible for me personally um like I said I get so many compliments Oh my goodness, he's so well mannered. He's such a gentleman. I love the way you're. I love the way he is. I love what you're doing with him. I love your patience with him, and I have to say that God gets all the glory. You know, I can't take the credit. Um, and I just recently I told someone, I said my patience and and you know dealing with him and bringing correction. Is because when I see him in his moment of having a temper tantrum, I think back to how long God has waited for me to get to where I am and how patient he was. You know, he when I put him in my back pocket, when I tried to do things on my own, when I tried to live outside of the will of God, you know, he didn't leave me. He didn't forsake me. He didn't throw me to the wayside. He didn't shun me and cast me away. He didn't turn his back on me. Instead, he poured grace all over the floor so that with each step that I walked outside of his will I was still covered by his blood covered by his mercy and that unfailing unconditional love is what I want to show my son and how I you know is and is the tool I use to raise my son because I've never experienced such a love like I've never experienced a love like the love that God gives me, the love that he shows me. You know, your parents would be like, oh, I'm not talking to you. Like, you know, my mom, a, a, a recent incident occurred and my mom said, you know, she told my younger sibling, hey, I'm not talking to her right now. And I said, man, what if God would, t- what if God would say, oh, you know, you, you had sex outside of marriage or, oh, you, you stole or, oh, you, you, you know, did something to someone that wasn't, that wasn't right. I, I'm not talking to you right now. What if he turned his back? What if he quieted his voice so that I couldn't hear him and, and hopes to get a point across? And I'm just like, you know, my God, I can't, I can't imagine having, you know, my son experience that kind of love from God alone. Like, I want to love him with the love of Christ. I want to raise him with the instruction and the teachings of Christ so that he knows that if he's outside of the will of God, if he's outside of, you know, if he's doing something outside of what I would hope for him to do, that he's not only hurting me as he's looking up to me he's hurting God you know he's disappointing God but God God still loves him I still love him so um you know scripture uh the word of God has been so helpful um in the way I raised my son it has definitely shown me a love that I've never 
it's definitely shown me a love that, um, you know, I, I didn't think was possible. In the book of Genesis, chapter 28, 10 and 22, uh, it talks about the story of Jacob, which is my, which is my son's name. And it talks about Jacob's ladder. And the ladder represents the connection between heaven and earth. And when I obeyed the spirit of God, instruct me to name my son Jacob. I knew that our lives would never be the same. In Genesis, Jacob is depicted as chosen, from whom the entire people of Israel derives. And I honestly feel like, you know, I've dibbled and dabbled in my faith and wanting to know God and wanting that closeness and yearning for a love that's unconditional, unfailing. And, you know, when you think you have life figured out, you kind of stray away from God and, and, and the fulfillment of, you know, fulfilling his purpose in you. And then you come back when things are like in an uproar. And with my son and with learning, you know, of my pregnancy with my son, I knew that I couldn't. I couldn't like jump in and out. I couldn't have one foot in, one foot out. I couldn't put God in my back pocket if he just made my son, you know, be born full term and healthy. I knew that, you know, I had to give my life to Christ. I had to fulfill my God-given purpose, my God-given destiny. If I was going to be anything to my son, if God saw me, if he used my son as the ladder then I had to connect to heaven at all times and everything that I do. And that's why it's so important for me to continue to, you know, increase my faith with every testimony that I have since the conception of my son. It increases my faith to trust God, to look up to God, to allow him to make the provisions for us because I can't do it in my own strength. I won't do it on my own because if I do, I'm going to grow weary faster than he would ever have me to grow weary if I just trust him wholeheartedly. And for me, you know, I I have to just be obedient. For me, I have to, you know, fulfill my, my personal goal in life. And that's not to have to live a double life. I don't want to, like I told you guys, I don't want to have to tell my son, don't do that, don't say that, don't eat that, don't drink that, don't worry, don't stress. I don't want to have to teach him that, and I haven't taught myself that. So as I teach him, I continue to teach myself. I continue to, you know, train my mind in, in the way that God would have me to go so that when, as I grow older, as my son grow older, we will not have to, you know fall short we will not have to fall short and 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 try to do things on our own because God has have has held us and kept us up until this point I can't imagine doing life without him especially with a child that I'm raising on my own you know it's by the grace of God that um you know he continues to light a path in my hour of confusion in my hour of ashes, in my hour of shame, he lights a path daily for us and he makes it beautiful. He makes it 
worth walking down. And um, I'm just so grateful. You know, being a mom is no easy task. Like, it is it is very testing. <laughs> to say the least, it's very testing. But uh, the grace that God's, God gives me, the strength that he gives me, the patience, the desires that he gives me, allows me to do it in such a way that people admire how I'm parenting my son. And I'm like, really, you guys? You know, y'all... Thank you. Like, all I can say is God, like, but God, you know, just recently someone said, you know, you're so good with your son. Why don't you be a teacher? And I was like, you know, that's one of my, that's one of my dreams and I'm going to fulfill it in my son. I'm going to homeschool him. So I'm going to be his first teacher, but not only his first educational teacher, I want to be his first life teacher. You know, I want him to, I want him to experience life experience adult life through me in such a way that he is excited to you know become an adult himself but not for the wrong reasons you know not to do what he want to do or not to say what he want to say but just to live rich and full and that's why now he goes everywhere I go you know if my son can't come I can't come if my son can't travel I can't travel you know that's my that's my that's my buddy because I'm like not only am I able to raise him the way that I would have wanted to be raised. I'm raising myself daily. You know, I'm raising up myself as I get out of bed and, you know, spend time with myself and spend time with God before the responsibilities of motherhood, you know, arise and, you know, takes me all over the world. I get centered in God and I'm just like, God, I'm looking up to you this day. Like, have your way. Let my son be calm. Let him have a good day. Let him be joyful. Let him be happy. Like, let his spirit be filled with with a over with an overwhelming love for you. Let him, you know, reverence you without me needing to, you know, initiate that. You know, continue, like, as I'm looking up to God, continue to... You know, pour down your spirit on me so that I can pour it on him. You know, all I want to do is please you. And then when my son wakes up, you know, I'm waking him up and we're saying our prayers in the morning. I'm waking him up and we're making breakfast together. He's making his own food. You know, my thing is him looking up to me and I continue to look up to God so that the reward can be satisfying to everyone involved. You know, my son can't say, oh, yeah, you know, when I was young, this and that happened. But my mom used to always tell me, don't do it. Or, you know, I used to see my mom do this and that. And she would tell me, hey, when you get older, don't you try this. Like, I don't want that to be his testimony. I don't want that to be his childhood story. So it's so important for me to look up to God for instruction, for advice, for um, purpose, for destiny. And just for conversation, like to commune with God and look up to him and everything that I do is is so necessary for me raising a young future kingdom leader that will do great things in this world, um, that will do great things for the kingdom of God, that will do great things for our family and his generation. Um, it's all about legacy. It's all about legacy. And my assignment as a mom is not to uphold the responsibility that comes with caring for a child because I conceived him out of wedlock and I conceived him, you know, by not having uh, protective sex or by having sex at all, like, but it's to be an example of God's love. 
is to be an example of his grace, his mercy, and to live out the will that he set for my life. I feel like God's been trying to get me to where I am now. And that's why he told me to name my son Jacob. And as I studied, you know, I didn't know when I woke up one night in L.A., you know, where I was literally in the hills and I was just looking to God. I was all the way on the West Coast by myself with my son's dad. Um, and for every everything that I needed, I just looked to God. You know, God instruct me where to go to get new tires. God instruct me where to go to do this. Instruct me where to go to do that. And um, when I became pregnant, and one night I couldn't sleep and I had like a really bad dream and I grabbed my Bible app and um, I went to the book of Isaiah and in the book it talked about Jacob. So I studied and I heard God say like, name your son Jacob. I didn't even know I was having a son at this point, but I heard Jacob. So I'm looking for Jacob in Isaiah and then I've come across Jacob's ladder and then I come across... Um, I come across Jacob's Ladder, and then I come across um, Isaiah, what was it? Um, hmm. I think it was um, Isaiah 40 and 41, or 41 and 8. Jacob, whom I have chosen the seed of my friend Abraham. I think it was that. Um, and I was just like, Jacob, that's my son's name. I didn't even know I was having a son. But I knew, I said, if I'm having a son, that's his name. And I prayed about it. And I said, God, like, you gave me a message of comfort after, you know, being awake, awakened out of my sleep due to an attack. And um, I heard the Lord say, Jacob, so that's my son's name. And, you know, if I do everything that you instruct me to do to make sure that this child comes to comes full term into this world like I'm gonna name him Jacob and I'm I want you to use him in order to get me where you need me to be and it was like God was like say less like I got you and it was a boy I named my son Jacob and like I really feel like he's the ladder like that is that is allowing me to reach the heights of God that God's been waiting for me to reach and he used him and he's been my guiding light he's been my purpose he's been my reason and I can't picture living my life any other way in his in front of him than you know to please God because like this is the gift that God gave me after 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 suffering a loss, after telling myself I'm not having any kids, you know. Um after telling myself that I'm just gonna be the cool aunt and the cool sister and the cool godmother and all of that, like God said, No, I'm gonna use him. I'm gonna allow you to, you know, conceive a child and I'm gonna use him and you know since my son like so many things have stopped and since my son like the way I the way I call on God and the way I lean on God and the way I talk to God has matured and it's all because of him it's all because he's looking up to me it's all because I'm looking up to God to make sure that I'm a good role model for Jacob to look up to um it's so important guys that you know 
we look up to God. We not, like, let us not try to do everything in our own strength. We try so hard to get up out of bed when our alarm goes off. We try so hard to call people back that, you know, called us or may have texted us. We try so hard to meet the demands of people in the world. But yet we slack and lack meeting the demands of God. And his demands are so simple. They're so easy. Spend time with me. Talk to me. Love people how I love people. Give to people how I live, how I give to people. Bless people how I bless you. And yet that's, you know, sometimes so hard to do. And I don't, like a lot of people don't know, don't know, haven't witnessed my growth close enough to see how much God has changed me. But even in the way I give to others, like I'm just like here, you know. And then in return, God blesses me. He used people to bless me all the time. Like, I'm just in a state of just thankfulness and in a state of just knowing that he is able to do exceedingly and abundantly far more than we could ask or think or imagine. And I want to see that overflow. I want to experience that abundant living. I'm already happy. I'm already you know, fulfilled. I'm already satisfied. Like I don't need a man to come in and and bring me the happiness that I feel is blocked away. Like I'm so full. I'm so rich. I'm so satisfied in God that anything that's added to my life will be a bonus to the fulfillment that he has given me, to the fulfillment that my son gives me. You know, and I just want to continue to look up to him and I want him to continue I want to continue to look up to God and I want God to continue to look down on me and say, well done. I want him to be pleased with my life and the way I'm living it. I want him to know that this blessing, this miracle child that I have is not something that I take lightly. It's not a pair of sneakers that I, you know, cared about for first two weeks and now they're old so I don't care anymore. Like with my life, with my being, with my soul, I want to please him in the way that I raise my son. I want my son to, you know, my son is so smart and so, just so humbled. And that's because he sees how humbled I am. He sees how, you know, how much I love God, that he loves God. Like he's learning to love God just as much for himself. You know, when we're in the car, he's like, thank you, God. You know, he's saying his prayer because he hears me so often say, hey, God, thank you for traveling mercies as we, you know, prepare to leave our building, return us, allow us to return home safely. And, you know, my little prayers are prayers that my son are now catching on to. And it's so important for me. Like, I don't have anyone teaching me, hey, you know, Noli, make sure you tell him this or make sure you do this or make sure you do that with him. Like, this is all God. No one is, you know, in my household telling me how to raise my son. No one is in my life, you know, close enough to tell me how to raise my son. I am being spirit-led, and I appreciate it because in return, God gets all the credit. He gets all the glory. He gets all the reverence, like, and that's my biggest reward, to know that I'm honoring God and obeying God's voice as I raised my son, that I'm honoring and obeying God's love and how I love my son and how I, you know, 
discipline my son and how I bring correction and how I'm teaching my son and training him up. You know, my son is a little three-year-old chef. He makes eggs by himself. My son is a gentleman. He opens the doors for ladies and he allows the ladies to go first. You know, my son is in love with Christ. He worships him any chance he get. He's, you know, saying his grace. He starts singing a a, a hymn or a, worship, or a worship song. And we're like, hey, baby, no, like, say your grace. And he's like, I'm singing. Yes, I will. And that's just how much he loves God. And he's learning to love God because he sees that displayed at all times you know we're in church he's worshiping he's lifting his hands the spirit falls on him he's like hallelujah thank you lord you know i don't have to you know do the motion of lifting my hands and worship i'll just tell him hey baby worship and he's lifting his hands and that's because god is instructing me that's because i'm not distracted that's because my focus and my main goal is to have this child look up to me and do everything that I'm doing. And I want to be 100% confident that he's allowed to do that because I'm doing everything that God would have me to do as I look up to him and get instruction. So I just want to encourage moms out there and parents out there, um, women who've yet to, you know, have children or even women who have children that are older than my son and feel like, well, I've already done this, this and that in front of my child. How do I, you know, it's too late. It's not too late. It's not too late. It's not too late. Oh my goodness. If, if you only knew my testimony, you know, if like, I can see the difference in just my pregnancies alone because I I wasn't able to raise the children that I lost. I can see the difference in the confidence that I had um, from one pregnancy to the next. You know, when you give God your entire being, when you say, God, use me, have your way, have like, I'm nothing without you. Fill me up with your spirit. Kill my flesh. Like, do what you want to do. Move me where you want to move me. You will see him take you to heights that you would never reach on your own. That not even the, the highest elevator in the building could take you. The highest floor in the building could take you. Like, you would get there so much faster. You would get there so much more confident with God. And I just thank God for giving me a son the son that I prayed for, the son that, you know, I felt was in my womb, making him, continuing to mold him and make him into everything that I felt he was going to be before he lived one day outside of me. I'm excited for our lives together. I'm excited for the places that God will take us, not only with our relationship and our purpose in him, but with this podcast. I'm excited for Uh, where he's going to take us with my son's dreams as I nurture them and his talents as I nurture them, his gifts as I nurture them. Um, It's just just important to speak life and purpose and destiny and and to let that remain in our mouths. Um, We can't get distracted. We can't get, uh, you know, weary. We have to continue to look up. We have to continue to be of good courage and be of, you know, good intent. We have to be so intentional. I remember um, when I finally got my place and um, 
you know, a couple of times I had company and I was just like, hey, if my son wakes up, like, you have to go. Like, if he starts stirring, you have to go. Like, my son isn't going to meet any man. My son isn't going to, you know, see me interacting with any man who's, you know, who I'm not sure about, who God didn't tell me to be around, you know. And even, you know, in my most recent relationship, I had to end it because I'm just like, you know, yeah, we looked apart. But we're unequally yoked. Yeah, we looked apart, but God didn't send you. Yeah, we looked apart, but you're not the man that I want to be an example for my son. So I had to end it. And it was hard for me because my son, you know, took a liking to this person. This is the first person since his dad that he's that he was around, um, you know, that I was with. And, you know, so my son knew his name. And my son would see someone who reminds him of him and he would call him. And I'm like, hey, baby, no, that's not him. He's like, yes, that is. I'm like, no, honey, that's not. And I had to repent. You know, I had to say, God, I'm sorry. Like, that was the first and last, like, go round. Like, I'm not doing anything outside of your will in the eyes of my son. I'm not doing anything outside of your will when my son isn't looking. I'm just not living outside of your will. Like, I give my all to you. I give myself away so that you can use me. Like, I give myself away. Like, William McDowell just, oh, my goodness, I can say that a thousand times over because after that experience I knew that I was like God has so much more for me and I have to continue to look up to him so that I can receive what it is he has for me I don't want to get the knockoff version of what he has for me by thinking oh this guy is cute or oh this opportunity is nice or oh this looks like you know this will work for me and baby no I'm going to continue to look to the hills continue to look up to the open heavens and continue to manifest the things that I know I'm deserving of continue to manifest the life that I want to live and not settle at all for anything less because my son is looking up to me because I'm the example of what a God-fearing you know woman looks like I'm the example of what a strong woman looks like so I can't slack I can't fold I can't get stressed I can't get worried you know I have to give it all to God so that I can be the happiest healthiest mom and so that my son can be the happiest, healthiest child and have the best example of what, you know, what living for God looks like. Without waver, without doubt, without question, he will be confident in knowing my mom lived a life in front of me that pleased God. And I want to do nothing, nothing less of that. I want my, the woman that I married to be nothing less than that. So this is my chance. Um... To live a life pleasing. This is my chance to do everything that I need to do. This is my chance to be an example. This is my chance to live without fear. This is my chance to let go of every fear. This is my chance to let go of everything I ever thought was the way to do it or the way to go. This is my chance to live in God's will. This is my chance to live on purpose, in purpose, to live purpose-filled, purposeful. This is my chance to look up and say, God, what you want me to do next? God, where you want me to go next? You know, how many of you think that, you know, you heard from God and you still did things your own way? I'm one of those people. You know, I remember when I went, when I 
um, found that I was pregnant with my son. And I was like, okay, God, if I'm going to do this and I'm going to trust you wholeheartedly, then I'm like, what am I doing next? And I felt in my spirit, like, go to, go, go to Georgia. And I'm like, God, how can I go to Atlanta? My son's dad is pursuing his music here in L.A. Like, this is his first baby as much as it is, as it is mine. I need to stay here and we need to do this together. And then God was just like, go. And I was like, okay, God, I'm going, but where am I going to go? Like, I don't, like, I have friends out there, but all my family is in New York. And I have good friends out there, friends that I know love me and, you know, consider me family. But, you know, as my belly grows and my needs, you know, become more demanding, I'm going to be out there. Like, I don't want to put the responsibility of caring for me and this unborn child on anyone. What am I doing? And then God said, you know, I got you. So I told my son, Sad, I'm like, hey, like I heard God say, go to Georgia. And he's like, seriously, three, Georgia? He's like, so what am I supposed to do? Just not see my son? And I was like, well, I don't know. Like, but if I'm going to come back here and raise him and we're going to, you know, co-parent him together out here in L.A. away from everyone, I need to go get my strength in Georgia. And he was like, all right, as long as you're coming back, I support you. I'm like, okay, cool. As I'm, you know, making the preparations to return to Georgia and start everything and, you know, get my doctor's appointments and see if I can get my old job back and all of these things. My friend, um, one of my good friends from New York, called me and she's like, hey, you need to move to Georgia. Like, I'm finally doing it. You know, I'm taking my family and we're going and we can finally live the life that, you know, we said we were going to live in Georgia. I want you to out there with me. I'm like, girl, I'm already going to Georgia. But I didn't tell her that. I'm just like, seriously? She's like, yeah. I'm like, well, I'll believe it when I see it because I'm going to Georgia this day. And she's like, well, I'm going this day to look for apartments and stuff. I'm like, okay. So when she came out to visit Georgia and like scout out apartments and stuff, apartment hunt, um, we met up. And I was pregnant at the time, but I didn't tell her. And um, she was like, you know, when I come out here, you can stay with me. Like, you you know, you're I'm getting this many bedrooms and you can have your own room until you find this and that. Because at this time, I was staying with a friend. And I was like, okay, you know, if you really move out here, I'm for it. But until then, like, I'm, you know, I'm stay put or whatever. And then she came out, she came out to Georgia and she moved. And that's when my son had got you know, too big to hide, and she's like, what is this, and I was like, I'm having a baby, and she's like, oh my gosh, congratulations, and she was there for me, and she she supported me through and through, and then I had the baby, and um, shortly after, I went to New York, and you know, the baby and I, we traveled for a while, and then we're finding like, I was finding like, okay, like, his dad had went back out to L.A. after he was born. And um, I was like, okay. Like, this isn't my baby alone. Like, I've already had him so many months to myself. Like, I've already had him in this place and that place without his dad. Like, I want him to be with his dad. Like, that was my biggest thing. Like, just making sure my son had, 
you know, his relationship with his dad and his dad supported me. So it was important for me to support him and making sure that they had a relationship and, you know, they have memories early on. So I remember I was in New York and I was looking for apartments back in L.A. I had some money saved up and I was just like, you know, I was tired of being in New York because I'm like I've, I haven't lived in New York in so long so spending those couple of weeks with my son like yeah I was happy my family got to see him and love on him and stuff but I was ready to you know get moving I was ready to start our lives and you know get that stability and set that foundation and I wanted that much more than I wanted anything else and at this point I was still trying to do things in my own strength And, um, so I was like wavering, you know, I was going back and forth with trusting God and then doing things in my own strength. So it was one night where it was just like, okay, um, I'm ready to go. And I just looked online, booked the ticket and I told his dad and his dad was like, well, why are you coming here? And He's like, you know, we're not in a good place right now. Like, if you're good in New York, you should stay there for a second and, like, let us figure out, you know, what we're going to do. And I was just like, I feel like I need to be there and you can have your son and we can figure it out while I'm there. But I just need to, like, we need to get going. Like, I'm not going to sit in limbo here in New York. Like, I don't have a place to go. I have the money. I, you know, found a couple potential places to live. Like, let's go. Didn't hear from God. God didn't release me from New York. Instead, he did the opposite. He told me not to go. And I still said, okay, I'm going. And it was a disaster. To say the very least, I don't want to get into details. But um, it was a disaster. And it just showed me that when you do things outside of the will of God, you suffer harder. The fall is so much harder than if you do something and, you know, and God told you to do it. And you're just like, God, I don't want to do that. But he told you. But when you do something outside of what he tells you to do, it hurts so much more. It's so much more being sacrificed and compromised and, you know, just lost. And ever since that experience, I vowed that, you know, I wouldn't move without hearing from God. So now in everything that I do, I pray. Like, guys, my prayer life has matured in such a way. Like, you know, I used to be one of those people that's just like, God, please get me out of this or do that. But now I'm praying in, like, the upper room. Like, I'm praying for things that I know are coming to pass. You know, I'm not praying, like... God, just let me make this amount of money at work. Like, I'm, you know, I'm saying bold prayers these days. Like, I'm believing God for the supernatural because I know the manifestation with my faith and my work and his blessing will release something so great that baby prayers are like, he's going to look at me like, seriously, girl? Like, come better than that because I already had that for you. So now I just, you know, those out-of-the-box prayers are the prayers that I'm praying, you know. I'm a single mom, and 
You know, I rely so much on my son's daycare, which I really don't want him in, but I rely on that as my child care so that I can home um, so that I can make money during the day and not inconvenience, you know, my family that is here. I try not to, you know, abuse the help that I have. Um, so, you know, I'm believing God to make a way for me to be able to homeschool him during the day so that. We both can be home and I can teach him at home and um, I can be, you know, self-employed and that's a big deal for me because being my my son's teacher and his first spiritual leader um, at home is so important and it's like number one, top of my priority. A lot of people look at me like, you're crazy. Seriously, homeschool? Hmm, You got a lot of patience. And I'm just like, I just want to influence my son and encourage my son to, you know, to do everything that people doubt he can do and accomplish. And um, I know that it'll be beneficial for both of us for my, uh, for my learning of patience and for his education and for his social influence and and just, you know, making sure that he's in a Christian-based foundation at all times. You know, he's just not a Christian on Sunday, you know, but he's in that realm of, you know, just, again, honoring God at all times, whether we're praying at the start of our school lesson, um, once we're homeschooling, or whatever the case may be, like, I just want him to know that God is in the midst of everything that you do, and he's watching everything that you do, and um, I just want to instill good godly principles in him, I want to continue to mature in Christ for myself, so that I can in turn um, instill, you know, all the all the teachings of God in him so it's just a domino effect of you know imparting in him what God imparts in me and I'm just so grateful that you know this is my perception and this is my this is my mindset on raising this little strong will child you know to just include God and ask God to take the will in every situation whether it be his sleeping schedule his eating habits his temper tantrums his um, educational lessons just in everything just reverencing God and just giving him the glory and the honor and the praise that he's so deserving of because he helps me from day to day and I just continue to look up to him and all of all that he handles for me look up to him and all that he um just makes way for me to do you know without him I would be nothing without him I would be stressed and you know trying to do things on my own strength you know when I um When I think about all the things I thought I needed and all the people that I expected to, you know, support me in my my journey through motherhood, 
And then I look at the biggest supporter in my corner. I'm just like, wow, I really put expectation in this person and that person to, you know, check on me or to get the kids together or, you know, it, it, it's, it's just mind boggling that, you know, you would hope that man will please you and man will meet your expectations and when you realize that God is the best people pleaser and meter of expectations when you're, you know, in his will and when you're doing things his way, it's like, man, I'm sorry, God, for even thinking that Tom and Joe and Harrietta was going to be anything compared to what you are to me. Like, he's my very best friend. He's my, he's the father to my son. He's the father to me. He's the mother to me. He's the mother to my son. And I'm just so grateful for the relationship that, you know, my son, through my son, I've established in him and with him. And um, this is a perfect example of all things working together for the good of those who believe and are called according to his purpose. Um, I definitely feel like, you know, being a mom is my, is my talent, is my skill, is my gift. Um, and I'm grateful that he used me and he saw me worthy of such a gift and such an honor to be called mom. Um, like I told you guys in a previous episode, you know, my son calling me mama just, you know, it overwhelms me with emotion because it's. It, it, it's so meaningful, you know, and it's so respectable and it's honorable. And um, I just love being called mama. I love that, you know, my son looks up to me. And even when he's, you know, he grows taller than me, he'll still look up to me and he'll still be, you know, um, my little boy, my little young man, my little kingdom leader my little praise partner um he would continue to be the love I never knew I needed until I had it and I couldn't imagine life without it so I just again want to encourage you guys to look up to God for all your strength all the needs that you feel are not being met all um just to gain that closeness and that relationship I'm telling you, it helps your parenting so much more. It helps your patience. It even helps you in the work field. It helps you with everything, honestly. Like, I can't even place him in a box and say, oh, he'll help you with this more than he'll help you with that, or he'll really help you with this. Like, he helps everything 110%. And to God be the glory. To God be all the praise given from my lips to his ears. Um, my hand extends up to the to the heavens um, just to be close to him. I feel such a closeness in him when I'm, you know, worshiping with my son or when I'm, you know, praying with my son or even when I'm expressing, you know, even when I'm displaying patience with my son, I feel a closeness to God. I, I'm reminded, wow, God really loves me. Because if 
what I did is, you know, a mirror image of how my son is behaving right now. And I don't have him upside down dangling by one leg. My God, like, thank you for waiting for me to be where I am. Thank you for waiting for me to stop trying to figure it out all all on my own. Thank you for waiting for me to look up to you to give me the answers, to give me the instructions. So again, if you guys want to hear more about parenting from my perspective, more about you know, how I deal with temper tantrums or more about how I deal with, you know, just getting my child to just know the difference from what he, what he wants to do and what he knows he should be doing. Um, just leave a comment. I do want to plug my social media. I'm on Instagram at I'm her three underscore, um, I'm on Twitter at What's the 313. And most importantly, um, I'm on here on What's the 313 podcast. Thank you so much for being Three's company. I appreciate all the listens. I appreciate all the support, all the encouragement. I appreciate um, all the love that you guys are showing me. It means so much to me. Please comment, like, subscribe, give me your feedback. Um, and definitely just be on the lookout for more episodes to follow. Um, this season so far has been great. I'm so happy with everything that it's becoming. I'm so happy with every with everything that I'm becoming. And um, I'm so happy that God has chosen me to be the one. And um, I can't see myself being anything else but where I am right now. I'm happy. I'm whole. I'm made new in Christ daily. I'm a strong woman of faith. I'm a strong mom of patience and of love. And um, I pray that you all are having an awesome time with your little with your little people, um, even if they're in their teens or whatever. I just hope that you guys are encouraged and blessed to live a life that's pleasing to God and in turn will be one that your children can mimic. Um, now is the time with all the different influences on social media and in the schools and everything. It's time for us to be the example and be the change that we want to see in our children. We are raising up the next generation of kingdom leaders. And um, it's important for us to set the mold for the legacy that we want to leave behind. To be proud and pleased with what it is the work that we're doing in our children and instilling in them. And I hope that you guys are blessed by my podcast. I hope that you are encouraged and inspired to continue to be all that we have the ability to be because we have the ability to be so, so great. We We are already super talented in our own right. And God has made each of us unique so that we can pull and draw and pour into one another. So let's not be too prideful. Let's not be too, um, you know, too shameful or whatever to um, lean on one another, lean on our brothers and sisters and, you know, compliment them, love on them, give them advice, take advice. Let's just be in the moment, guys. Um, This is the What's the 313 podcast and you've just listened to Look Up Child.